And welcome back to the Bronx Bomber Babble podcast. This is the 53rd episode, and tonight it's me, Alex, with Andrew and G, because Luigi couldn't be here. Um, he had some personal stuff he had to take care of, but we figured we just we wanted to get a pot out. Um, starting last week of uh, the regular season with the Yankees right now are 102 and 55. They clinched the AL East last Wednesday, and they have five games left. So let's obviously just start um, talking about they clinched the AL East uh, last Wednesday and Thursday. And Thursday? Oh, yeah. G said it was Wednesday before. Also, no, I said it's Thursday. And also, it's the 52nd episode, not the 53rd. Jesus Man, Christ. we're just it's just full of errors. Jesus, I am off to a good start. Right. Um, anyway, last anyway. Thursday. So, what did you what did you guys think about like the second the Yankees clinched the AL East? What were you guys like initial reactions? To be honest, um, it's, like, it's kind of a formality, right? I mean, we we all knew it was coming. I mean, there was no way that Tampa was going to overcome a nine and a half game <laughs> deficit in yeah. twelve games. Um, it's nice to have. Um, you know, to be able to raise a banner. I don't know if the Yankees, they, they, they don't raise they banners. Don't, they right? don't raise they, banners. They only care about World Series. But, I mean, yeah, you know, so. to say that we have another division crown for the first time in seven years. Um, God, me, me and G were in college last time they won. That's that's crazy. I was a sophomore in high school last time they won. Wow. <laughs> I think yeah. um, it's, well, when, when did they really open up this, like, eight or nine game lead on Tampa? Because I feel like it was so long, like, we spent most of the season worrying about, like, if the Red Sox were going to get hot and make a run, and we completely mm-hmm. not disregarded, but we were so much more worried about them, I feel like, in our own circle than we were about the Tampa, even though Tampa is a you know a good team, and they're actually probably going to the playoffs. So. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't think Tampa got closer than six games for, like, the last Tampa two never months, got, right? Tampa never really got close, but, geez, right, we were really scared of the Red Sox because I think the Red Sox just were so bad the first, like, three months of the year, and everyone kept saying, okay, they're just going to turn it around and just go on a tear. And, and their offense was everything. good. I mean, their offense still... was good. It was their pitching that was sinking them. Right. And... I mean, up until, what, like, the first or second week of August, they had the mm-hmm. highest-scoring offense in baseball before we yeah. passed them. And they I mean, you knew they're starting they just pitching. get sale on price right. They were fine. Exactly. But the thing was, they also had, like, the second, like, first or second-best bullpen ERA in the American League. At that point, too, it was their starting pitching that just kept on letting them down. And there was also, there was a series in Boston where they took three out of four against the Yankees, and that was where everyone was started getting like, scared. Okay, yeah, yep. yeah. The series right before the trade deadline, where every where it was, you know, Tanaka gave up twelve runs, Paxton gave up like six runs, and everyone was like, "Okay, this this is it right here. This is the beginning of the end." Yeah, because well, we've seen but, it before. You know how every time Boston. Oh, yeah win something it's like a miracle hot streak like remember mm-hmm. in 2013 they were just a mediocre team and then uh well, i guess the, the the boston marathon bombing happened pretty early in the year mm-hmm. it was what like it or something i thought it was the beginning but, of april but yeah go on but whatever i said that was like the most mediocre team that played to their absolute oh peaks. my god every single, every single one roster. of them had career years yeah it's, I, it's not it's, like it's not like do. last year where you know bets had the best season of his career but bets is a very good player J.D. Martinez had the best season of his career, but he's also he's a really good player. This was Johnny Gomes and Shane Victorino hitting 300 with 20 home runs. Um, also, Steve Pierce, like, randomly being awesome. That doesn't really help with what I'm saying, Jay. Oh, I'm just saying. But, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was just like they – and last year they started they, – it seemed like they just started off their hot streak from the get-go. If they start off going seventeen and two, and you think after that they got no hit by the A's, and that's kind of the type of thing that you think would just kind of demoralize a team, but they just kept on going after that. Well, if you remember last year, um, wasn't it something wild? Like they started off what, like nineteen and one, and then we went twenty and one, and then and after like forty five yeah. fifty games, we were tied for first we place. Were tied, and then, yeah, I, wild. Yeah, that was. But then the Yankees um, sort of fell off in August. The Yankees and then the, and the, Reds beat the Orioles and the Blue Jays and That's the it. Sox yeah. just destroyed those teams all year. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference in the division, basically. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, so it's kind of wild that like the Yankees 
they I mean they destroyed Baltimore like they they definitely corrected all that stuff this year and then mm-hmm. um, but Boston man it's like you know not to make this like a Red Sox podcast but once it all went you know like the Yankees were pretty comfortable and then the Red Sox it all went bad and and wound up costing Dave Dombrowski his job yeah no I think that was one of the most shocking things was like that Dombrowski got fired but it it really makes sense because he's He's the type of guy you bring in for a win-now organization because he will make the deals to get you good players and give up your farm system, and he'll sign guys to big contracts that he knows are going to contribute. But, like, for a rebuilding team, for well, the Red Sox aren't rebuilding, but you look at them now, they're not in a good position with contract, the sale and Evaldi and price contracts, and they have to make decisions on whether or not they're going to actually trade bets or try and re-sign him after next year and they don't know whether they're going to like JD Martinez is going to walk or not. And those aren't the decisions that Dombrowski's you normally used to making. He's on the other side saying, okay, these guys might walk. I need to, or the Red Sox might trade bets. I need to trade for him. He's not the one saying I need to trade this guy to rebuild my farm system. If you, if you talk about like long-term or like, you know, implications for the division, like the Red Sox could go into something like that. You know, their payroll situation is really not great. Like, mm-hmm. And you know they've they've been talking about this with Betts, right? Because every single time he's asked about it, he's been pretty non-committal. Like, I'd like to be here, but you know, business is in business kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Price hasn't really worked out. JD can was he can opt out? I think. Yeah, he can opt out. They, they could go into something like that pretty quickly, and then. The Red Sox, even though their offense is like awesome, still like could look pretty different, or could not necessarily be in contention for the division for maybe a few years, and then yeah, and like, then and compare the dichotomy of of that franchise compared to the situation that the Yankees are in right now, and of course, the Yankees October are in still to be the exact opposite situation. Right, like, I mean, we still have to win something this October. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't won anything yet, right? Yeah. But we have a young core under team control for two or three or five years or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. right? And the only bloated contracts, so to speak, old guys on the roster are Gardner, who the season he's having, he's probably going to get re-signed. CC is going to retire. Jacoby Ellsbury, will only have one year left on his deal next offseason. They may there. just bite that. They may just buy that out. Yeah. The Yankees are, are in, in financial paradise right now. And it, it's funny if you think about the offseason, this past offseason, you know, we didn't get Machado, we didn't get Harper, we didn't get Corbin, but we don't have any of those shit contracts on the books. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, the Phillies aren't even going to make the playoffs. They signed Bryce Harper to the yeah. biggest contract in the history of the sport. And, 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 and like Harper's, every got, Harper's having a good year. Forward. Yeah. But every, it's not, not, you know, he's not having the year that DJ LeMay was having. Right, our big signing was Ottavino. DJ and, and Ottavino. Right. And I mean, you know, they've both been, been like mostly pretty good and DJ who's been, you know, an MVP candidate. Like yeah. every single player, you know, aside from like Gardner and like most of them, basically all the like meaningful impact players are under thirty, which is pretty mm-hmm. wild. Yeah, they they're in such a good position where the Red Sox they're in kind of the same position because they'll still have Bogarts and Betts or not Betts and um Devers after this year. Who are yeah. having unreal seasons? Yeah, they're both fantastic. That, but also, but, the thing you kind of made, you made a mention of, like Dombrowski cleared out their farm system. Dude. Oh yeah, they have he, nothing. He left them they're going to have to do what Ben Charrington did when he took over the Red Sox in I think mm-hmm. 2012. Remember that back when they used to be waiver trades? I think he offloaded Beckett and yeah, Adrian Gonzalez and Nick Quinto and all those guys. Um, and, and they, they and, just they just got fringe guys back. Remember they got like James Loney and. I don't even remember who else, but it wasn't anyone significant just because they needed to get rid of the contracts. Which right. would be interesting if they that found a way them. to do that again. Right, and but, then they went got guys like John Lackey the next year and one uh, Dempster. Yeah, John, John, Lackey was, John Lackey was like their number two starter in 2013, and they won it all, which says everything you need to know about that's that 2013 pretty, that's team. pretty, pretty aggravating, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so now that we, we digressed into that, like, <laughs> Yankees clinched a division last Thursday, and I was really happy about that because I feel like they were 
not like waiting, you know, I mean, they had a big division lead for most of the year, but like they have placed such a premium on health and resting guys like that. You could kind of finally exhale now that they're like mm-hmm. me first goal was accomplished. And now, even though they had like the Gary and the Edwin injuries more recently, like I think everyone's so slightly optimistic about those. And we could just worry about getting through the weekend and getting to the playoffs. Yeah. This the the Jays series to me was was kind of just a relief. But there and you look at the team like the lineups they put out this weekend. Glaber did get injured, um, but he should be fine. They're basically just oh, but that was so scary when it happened. Oh, that was like that was terrifying. I don't know how it looked on TV. I happened to be at the game, and when I saw Mm -hmm. him just collapse, and I don't know like how it it looked like he tore his ACL. Right, I mean, he was he was face down in the, in the ground, mm-hmm. and I don't know how much they they panned like first base. I mean, there was no relay throw to first, I guess, but I mean, the 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 air just got sucked out of the stadium, man. Like the yep. second he went down, I was just like, oh my god. Well, and this you is saw, it. and you think about that, that would be just like the cherry on top of this season that just has been injury after injury after injury. Right, like, I mean the the barstool guys have been using the soul for a soul. Um, mm-hmm. Like, what is that from? Like the Avengers or something? I don't watch those movies. Yeah. I don't. Know. Is that, all right? So, so basically, Stanton came back, so we had to lose Batanzas. Um, Severino came back, so we got to lose. Um, let it let it be known. Andrew, like, whatever just said, Andrew just said the phrase. Oh, I don't watch those movies. Like an old man. Continue. That's not my cup of tea. <laughs> anyway, I mean, it, it, it seemed like well, this is it. We're gonna get. Some mm-hmm. someone back. Well, you know, even, this, is, this is who is going to be paying the price. Most recently, it was um, Severino came back against the Jays right after that. Dellen, who had just come back, gets injured, which was the most heartbreaking news of all time. Right. And the thing is, it wasn't even a, a situation where you saw it happen on the field and you were like, no. oh, my God, what the hell Look, happened? The, the he left is, the field he didn't feel silent. It. He didn't feel it. He had no idea anything happened. And then he woke up the next morning. His foot was sore. And then he went to the he went to the team doctor, and they did an MRI. They're like, oh yeah, your Achilles is torn. Well, here's the thing. I mean, my guess is it's it's very insignificant of a tear um, because the yeah. recommendation was that he doesn't even have surgery. He's mm-hmm. going to be in a walking boot. Fine, but anything with Achilles is scary. And if you yeah. continue to play through it, you're going to fully tear it. And then you're oh, yeah. possibly out all of next year. Mm-hmm. Do, do we have a, I mean, like, obviously he's a free agent. I feel like he only pitched one. They want him back. He wants to be back. Oh, he he's gonna yeah, be back. I'd say they'll probably be able to get him back on like a favorable deal. And then they give him have, say like, two, if you get Dylan, say two years, 18, 18 million, million, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's that. That's we have an injury. That's comp? a perfect deal. Honestly, for like, everyone, because he gets, he gets, he gets the job security of not having to worry about free agency while he's rehabbing, and the Yankees will get the job security of, of thinking, okay, he just has to come back. This in twenty twenty, that'll be more of kind of like, don't really have that high expectations for him because you don't know what to expect him coming off of Achilles injury, because especially Zach Britton did basically the same thing. He wasn't himself for majority of last year. But and then in 2021, you look at Dellen and basically say, okay, he's had, you know, he's more than a year removed from the injury. He should be back to normal. And because it's an injury that doesn't require surgery, I mean, exactly. he may not have any ill effects next year. I mean, yeah. I, I don't want to assume that, but I mean, it's a possibility. You, ne- you never know. But what yeah. What is Britain's timetable like for his recovery? They said he's going to be in a walking boot for four weeks and then he'll probably start a light rehab. That's yeah. that's next to nothing. That's why I think it's a very very minor tear. Again, yeah. you don't push through it because if it becomes a full tear, you're boned. But I, I mm. don't think it's that big of a deal. So just enough to just enough to shut him down. As long as they don't try and rush him back, so he can pitch in the World Series. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's the only player who should the Yankees make the World Series who has a possibility of being activated at that point might be Aaron Hicks. But I mean, I don't. I, I don't. Even I doubt even that. Yeah. Also, I think the Yankees can Mike survive Kaufman. with Gardner. Oh, Talkman. That's true. Talkman. He was six weeks from the beginning of, yeah. of September, right? He might be. Talkman's one who I could see doing that because he's such a valuable player. And How is he going to get at-bats, though? You know, he's just going to take cage work and then get activated for a World Series look game Kyle, or something? Look at Kyle Schwarber in 2016. Tore his ACL. I'm, and then... 
the end of the year he came into the World Series and was huge for the Cubs. That's, that's I mean, that, it's not to like belittle Mike Talkman, but I feel like he wouldn't necessarily be playing the same sort of role that Kyle. No, played. but no, but he would be a huge asset to say rest Gardner in a game. Because if you think about it, in the in the playoffs, Gardner's going to be playing every game in center because the who their center field options are him, Mabe and Maven and I guess Wade in a pinch. Judge, <laughs> Judge, yeah, Judge. If you really need him to, but I don't think anyone in their right mind wants Judge playing center field. Talkman I mean, can even be a defensive replacement for a guy like Stanton. I mean, exactly. if you have you have a three four run lead in the eighth Talk, inning, like you don't Talkman, need his bat anymore. You need Talkman statistically one of, if not the best, defensive outfielders this season. I think he's the, the best entire... defender on the team, right? Easily. Oh, easily, he's easily yeah. the best. And that includes Gardner. Yeah, Gardner is fantastic. Like, I think I can see him playing like I can see him being like a prime defensive replacement, like mm-hmm. especially because if you had everyone healthy, like. The judges and stands and gardeners and even however you sprinkle in Mabin, like I just feel like, you know, it's probably not a much as much of a priority to get him at bats. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a priority. He's not like a. He's not like a judge where if this hadn't a judge, you'd want him back. He's not a like ultra vital part of the team, but he would just be an addition to the like to a playoff roster that would just yeah. really really help the team. That would also depend on. How you construct the roster with, like, if you had Mabin, then you'd be carrying, what, five, almost six outfielders, like, yeah. if you did something like that, which mm. would be problematic, maybe. Yeah, well, you think about it, they're going to have Judge, Stanton, and Gardner as the starting outfield, and then they'll have Mabin, they'll, they will probably have Wade on the roster. And he's flexible, he can play anywhere, but that's, you know, essentially five outfielders right there. Right. Well, I mean, so... Yes, I I don't know. I would hope that's it's all just you know it's all just hypothetical on our part. We're just hoping that Chalkman can come back because he's he's one of the few one of the many uh, feel good stories of this year where you know the Yankees traded for him so early on. We're just like, oh yeah, this is unfortunate. Yeah, we we're, we have the the clip. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, saying, the famous. I'm so sick and fucking tired of Mike Talkman being in the lineup. Like Less than 24 hours later, he had a triple off of Chris Sale and then hit his first home run in the major in the major leagues. Yeah, and you look at it. By the time he got hurt, he was hitting what 270, and he had a WAR mm-hmm. equivalent to I don't know, like he had almost a I think it was three. Closer, right? I think it was closer to four. <laughs> don't quote me on that, but he it was. It was higher than three. Yeah. It's just insane for someone who essentially came to the team, what was it, the day before opening day and was added to the roster. Yeah, just, I remember that story cuts. with, what was it, Philip Deal we traded? Yeah. And they interviewed him in the last day of spring training. He's like, oh, I thought that I thought that it was a joke. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, oh, so then when you heard that, you're like, oh, so they probably just, if even if it is real, it's just like some nobody, right? And like, now we're talking about this guy's like, oh, man, how great would it be to get him back late in the postseason? Like, that's the, guy, that's the last the, day pick up. For the major, for a period of time during the season, he was the Yankees' best outfielder. Yeah. And after he came back uh, up from AAA, he was on fire Breaking. for a while. Yeah. That's like the, or I just remember the Orioles series at the beginning of August, where he hit, like, four home runs. He robbed the home run. And we were just look. everyone was just looking at him like, oh, my God, this guy is really, really good. It was the Mike yeah, Talkman type train. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're all wondering how Cashman just continually pulls these guys out of freaking mm-hmm. nowhere. And then you had, naturally, the guys on Twitter who were like, well, yeah, he can do that with offense, but why can't he do that with pitchers? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, like the Yankees pitching has been – like, the injuries have been the primary issue. Like, mm-hmm. pitching it for a lot of stretches this season has been really good. Like, that's just a lazy, tired argument. Mm-hmm. The starters had a really rough stretch around the trade deadline, which is the worst possible time to do that. But now you look at since the trade deadline, Paxton has won every single start. Ten consecutive, mm-hmm. consecutive starts. Ten consecutive starts. Uh, Tanaka's been up and down, but he was really good his last start. And his oh, home splits are much better, especially mm-hmm. late in the year. Hap um, has actually been very good. That's solid. Yeah. And, and I tried to oh, tell him that all year. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, CeCe came back. He 
is, you know, at the end of his career, very obviously, but he still was serviceable, especially when he was piggybacked with Herman. But that will unfortunately no longer be happening because of Herman's um, allegations. Not going to go into that any further, but, but yeah, he's going to be out for the postseason. And my guess is any suspension would would carry over into twenty twenty two. Yeah, any suspension, usually twenty games, usually something like that. Yeah. So, and as far as the pitching is concerned, by the way, Severino came back and threw what was it nine he's scoreless thrown, innings. He's thrown third. He, yeah, nine scoreless innings. Um, 13, 13, 13 strikeouts. Has he had a. Uh, rough first inning against the Angels, and ever since then has basically looked unhittable. He's looked. Yeah, I mean, Albert Pujols dealt with a double play, and that was it. He, he mm-hmm. was on the ropes. I think he yeah. threw like twenty. They said he had a sixty-five to seventy pitch um, cap that night, and he threw twenty pitches or whatever it was before he got an out. And, and then like, he, oh, and God, he still made. And he yeah, went four innings. You watch that first inning, you're like, okay, this is this. Gotta get the nerves good. out. They he has Brian have... Goodwin who who let off that inning with like a ten pitch at bat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, you know, Severino took him out under the pitch cap, under the pitch cap in that game too. So yeah, they did. It took him out. I think it was like sixty-seven pitches after four innings or something like that. And then he threw what eighty on the dot yesterday. Yeah, five innings, nine, nine strikeouts, yeah. one. Single. And he was pumping fastballs. His slider looked sharp. His fastball was hitting 98, 99. and he, he was. Lo- he looked. He looks like exactly the Severino. So, yeah, he looks like the Severino from the beginning of twenty eighteen. Right, which is just so huge because he'll get another start this week, um, and I'm guessing it'll 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 be against the Rangers. Yeah, I, the way I I mean I I had posted something earlier today, shameless plug. Um, I think Boone is gonna you know the the, the Tampa games are, are kind of throwaways, and he, he said they're gonna be all bullpen days. Um, I don't know how who's gonna get days off. I mean, probably Glaber. Um, and then they'll probably, Glaber probably will play. I'm going to say Judge. Judge will get at least one day off. Yeah. Third and then my third. guess is he'll use the Texas series to line up the ALDS. Mm-hmm. So I think you go Paxton, Tanaka, Severino, the last three games of the year. Yeah. Um, Paxton, or, or you do Tanaka, Paxton, or, Paxton well, Sevi, Tanaka. Either way, Tanaka, either way, can we agree Paxton's starting game one? Yeah. And I think Tanaka's got to pitch. Um, at yeah. home, I think his splits are better. And if he That's pitches true. the second last game of the year, as opposed to the last game of the year, you give him an extra day off, which means his splitter is even sharper when he mm-hmm. pitches in the postseason. And plus, that's dangerous. I like that. Plus, playoff Tanaka just absolutely destroys everything in his path. Yeah, when when the wind when when the winds you know breezing a little bit, when you get the the crisp cooler, a little, air, a little chill in the air, Tanaka is unhittable. That splitter is so know. sharp. You'll know mm-hmm. that it's about to happen. Like what was um. The year he was really bad it was 2017, right? And then he yeah. had the last start of the game. Strikeout game. Yeah, he yeah. completely destroyed the Rays the last game of the season, and then I think it was went, Tampa, uh, it, 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 it was Toronto. Yeah, no, yeah, but then he came out in Game Three of the ALDS and just. I swear, I, I thought it was the. It, it, it's fine. I thought it was the Rays, but it's fine. You went out and then, G, you were, G, you're, G, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm pretty confident. It's it's fine either way. So you know it's about to happen if he if he comes out like later on this week and just is dealing. And that's mm-hmm. when I would really, really start to get excited because if you have Paxton is grooving and then Tanaka looks like he's about to go there as well, plus whatever Sebi Se- like, looks like how he does. And then whoever they face in the like, ALDS complete, is not. Like, like complete fools. Like yeah. forever doubting Brian Cashman. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the, here's the other. And the other guy we haven't talked about, um, which I, I think – uh, makes sense to move into that now is um, CC Sabathia, who will be pitching out of the bullpen um, one of these two games in um, Tampa and then probably again in Texas. Um, that's going to be his new role. Um, obviously, he had his last regular season start um, on Wednesday, um, pitched okay, but I mean, man, when he left the mound and, and the entire team met him in front of the dugout, that was that was so cool. And then yesterday's ceremony, I mean, I mean, did, can we all agree that we all shed a tear at least? Oh at least my God! One tear? I, Tears I, flowing. Yeah, I'm. Um, I was just sitting watching it, just thinking like, "Oh my God, he's yeah. <laughs> I missed the man, the like, tribute video, um, but I was listening. I was driving home uh, from my parents' house um, yesterday um, for the the letter 
thing. And yeah. so I didn't actually see the video, but I just heard, you know, the kids and Amber and Cece's mom talking. And I literally sitting in my car when I got back to my apartment, just mm. turned the car off, kept the radio on and just cried <laughs> shamelessly. I'll say that. See, like Cece is as, as, as good of a guy, as, as good of a teammate by all accounts from basically anyone you'd ask. And in terms of like baseball X's and O's, the contract, you know, people like to, you know, crap on like big free agent contracts, but the mm-hmm. contract has worked out about as good as it possibly could have. Yeah. Like he, oh, he, delivered, he was an ace, an absolute monster. He delivered them that World Series. And, you know, he struggled. He learned to become a pitcher and then had this sort of like a little bit of a renaissance at the very end. Like it's, it was just unbelievable to watch it all happen. Yeah, I think some of my favorite CC moments. Um, I mean, obviously, you got three Cy Young caliber seasons on the front end of that deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but even could, honestly, could be four. Off a little bit. I mean, yeah, I don't think he was as great in 2012, but I'll always remember him pitching a complete game shutout or one run haloed, whatever it was, a complete game to get the win in game five um, against the Orioles, the ALD. Yeah. That was, that incredible. was great. He put the. Honestly, I, I, Believe that he actually was in trouble, and I had to go back and watch highlights of that game. He was in trouble in the eighth inning of that game, and I don't remember that. Like mm-hmm. I think the Orioles' face wiggled out of it. They they and kept him. They kept him in. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and so and then of course um, his his battle with alcoholism, and I mean that could have just derailed his career right there, right? Yeah. He his knee was starting to work. Um, his production would fall off. He he had a, an addiction and had to go to rehab for. And he came back like it didn't matter. Like he he's a warrior and he fought mm-hmm. through it. He reinvented himself. I mean, he, he's a Yankee who I, I know that we'll be able to talk to our kids about and just say, this guy was awesome. If you're a Yankees fan, the last 10 years, your favorite play, one of your favorite players on the team has been CC no matter what. And you yeah, can't deny it. CC, I still have. You know this the jersey, the the CC shirt. Mine is mm. so worn out, man. It's all like I can't even wear it anymore. But I feel like I would sooner hang it up on my wall because it's just how how awesome he's been. Like, yeah. And not even just as a baseball player, but he's just such a great, likable dude. Like mm. I think he said something to the effect, something along the lines of like, you know, he's going to start lobbying Cashman for some type of job in the front. Oh office. yeah, he he wants a like, front office he, job. He is probably going to be around the team. I'd say it's almost a lock at this point. He'll get the number retired. Like, he'll be in my new Oh, yeah. Yep. So he's going to get the full treatment, and my God, I mean, he's earned it. It's he, He's just such a great dude. Mm, he's – oh, I, you, you can't say enough about he's what he's He's as much a Yankee as, ever, as any Yankee that's – Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I actually had to go back and watch the – that that long five minute tribute video um, earlier this afternoon, and just the mm. the number of players that they got, um, whether it be former teammates, um, coaches, or just other players around the league. I got the Kershaw and um, like Nolan Arenado and Mike Trout were in there, guys who we never played with, but people who like oh, every yeah. single player around the league respects this guy. And even when he had his dust ups, screaming at 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 um, Tampa's bench and whatnot. I mm-hmm. mean, there's not a there's, there's probably not a guy in the league who wouldn't tell you they respect him and that he's said something nice or said, you know, been a helpful, you know, friend, big brother, whatever it may be. Um, he, I mean, he's an ambassador for the sport and there's mm-hmm. no way around. That. Oh, he's such a team player. Even stuff like, like that, like with the Tampa Bay thing, like from the Austin Romine, you know, the fight, like, I feel like the teams you go back and you probably have to respect them like that. Right. Like, yeah. It was, it was never personal. It was, it was, it was nothing to a lot of guys. Like, he cares enough about his teammate to go out there and, you know, you know, he gave up the money. He did all that sort of stuff. Like, I feel like as much as your own teammates appreciate that, like, members of other teams would notice and appreciate that being like, yeah, I wish I had a guy like that who would give up his money, who would, you know, he was cruising. He sacrificed his own performance to go out there and back up his teammates. Like, everyone takes notice of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, that and that's one. That's one thing I think. Next year, he's obviously in this at this point in his career. He's he's not the pitcher he once was. He's he, he's at the point where you look at him and you're like, okay, he's this is a good time for him to retire. But I think either way, if he's not around the team as much next year, like if he doesn't get the front office role, it's going to impact the team a lot. 
because one thing you always hear every guy in the Yankees talking about is how him and Gardner are basically the de facto captains of the team and how they will always go to CC if they ever need, you know, guidance or anything. I mean, so, is there a chance that he ends up in the dugout next year? I mean, even uh, no, if, he, if, even if we were to go all the way, I mean, like, is there a I, re- I remember he, with him? he like, said, <laughs> he said on an episode of um, R2C2 that he doesn't really want to go through the grind of having to travel with the team. Yeah, for the whole thing wants to be able to go to spring happening. training, see the guys, uh-huh. and he and but he also wants to spend time with his family too spend, because he, yeah. you know, he has he has four kids. He made his debut when he was twenty. Exactly, and he's never been like a full time dad, stay at home mm-hmm. with his kids and whatnot. And that his yeah. oldest kid is what, like sixteen, seventeen? Yeah, you look at you think about Cece. He's played in the major leagues pretty much his entire life, or half of his entire life. So he wants to actually, you know, start living because he's thirty. He's how old is he now? Thirty nine. We should know this. Well, let me look it up. I, I want to say thirty eight. I I he's in December or January or something. He is thirty nine. Okay. Oh, yes, okay. okay. <laughs> That's On pretty. July twenty first of nineteen eighty. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so then he just had a, he a month. He turns thirty nine in July. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like. I mean. I can't. You can't fault him for that. I feel like he was. He's the kind of guy that maybe, in a few years, would get the itch and would maybe go out and coach yeah. for a couple of years. But like, you know, can't can't knock the guy. You know, cause oh, especially yeah. because his his kids are getting to that age where, you know, they're playing sports. Like he wants to go. Like you know, Andy Pettit had that kind of thing. And um, but I just like for Cece, it's kind of just remarkable. Like. Mike Messina won 20 games and, and walked away when he probably could have kept pitching. Like, mm-hmm. the guys like CeCe, where he's, you know, maybe it has been, like, the ideal last season. Like, he's had some injuries. He's not going to be a starter in the playoffs, but, like, he's leaving it all in the field. Like, he's pitching, you know, to the wheels fall off pretty much. Like, he's mm-hmm. just a gamer, and that's the thing even, you know, in the last couple of years – where they we haven't they haven't had any problems throwing him in a big game that they needed because he's such a damn gamer like yeah no he's just been such a huge part of the team for years now and like one the one like how Andrew said the one thing you'll remember about him was the 2012 game five of the ALDS one thing I'm always gonna remember is him going out in 2017 and just destroying the Astros in game three of the ALCS. Or the Yankees were they were down two nothing in the series and CeCe just went out and pitched I think it was six shutout innings against an Astros team that had been rolling. Like they took three out of four against the Red Sox in the ALDS and they went into the ALCS, won the first two games in Houston, went into you know, the game three just thinking that they were gonna that they had an easy ride and then CeCe just shut them down. Which was that's the uh, that was awesome. the Todd Frazier home run game, right? That was the Todd Frazier flick of the wrist home run game, yeah. yeah. So what was was that Morton that was pitching for? Yeah, yeah, that was uh, yeah. Morton. That's crazy. Mm. CC man, I think, I mean, all the playoff successes and stuff. Mm. Legitimately, one of my favorite moments for CC was, um, I don't remember what year it was. I could pull up the clip, but like. Uh, against the Red Sox a couple of years ago, and you know he was, you know, late into the game. I think the Yankees were winning, and but he had the shimmy. Of, yeah, he he <laughs> ran out was, of the game and kind of loaded the bases. David Ortiz was up. I think that was twenty. He was able to get him on the strikeout. He screamed mm. on the mound, and you know he basically, you know, he said like "fuck out of here, man." You know he screamed, and Ortiz kind of chuckled, but like you could tell, just he got so damn fired up. Like how could you mm. not get hyped if you're his teammate? Like. How could you not get hyped by a guy who just wants to win that badly? Like, oh, yeah. And that was one of my favorite moments, for sure. Dude, there's so many favorite moments with him, you know? Yeah, I mean, Alex, you mentioned 2017. Wasn't that the year where he literally was the stopper every single time yeah. he pitched after a loss? He got, he got yeah. the win, but the only exception being ALCS Game 7. ALCS Game 7, and he kicked himself for months after that. Yeah. Which I think, I think he would have retired then, too. If they'd won the World Series that year, I think he would have retired two years ago. Yeah, it would have been a good way to go out for him, which is why 
as you know, you look at the you as a Yankees fan, you look at the team. You're like, yeah, I want him to win the World Series. But then you look at Cece, who's retiring, and just how much he's meant. And you just think they need to do this for him. You know, I feel like that's as, about as good a reason as you could possibly have. Like, exactly. How much they all admire and love him. You gotta send. You gotta send him out in the best way possible. And uh, I think, well, just because we're you know showing love for CC, like. Just another random – again, I'm not talking about playoff moments, but just random moments. I think it was maybe around, like, 2014-ish. But he was still throwing hard, like, really hard. Um, he pitched in the, probably in, like, July. It was it was a, a summer month. And he went out there against the Rays. He threw a complete game shutout. I think they won, like, one time. That was definitely earlier. I think that was, like, 2011, right? 2011. All right, yeah. So, like Because Cervelli was – wasn't Cervelli catching that game, so – all right, so Andrew and his encyclopedic knowledge. I mean, that's Alex. Called, Alex knows, like, stuff. Yeah. Anymore. He has he has recalled the game that I'm talking about, but he went out there, he threw a complete game, it was one nothing, and he faced Evan Longoria, I think, to, to end the game, his nemesis. And he pumped it, like, you know, probably his hardest pitch of the whole afternoon. He threw 98, he threw it right by him, and then, again, let out another scream. And that was just, oh, my God, I got so hyped watching mm-hmm. that. Like, this dude is unbelievable. He's the type of guy that you see him pitch, and when he gets out of, when he gets hyped up, you get hyped up. Like, there's not, there's not a lot. There's some guys where you see them get hyped up, and it's just kind of like, okay, yeah, they're they're excited. Uh, but CC's the type of guy that when he gets hyped up, he makes, you know, he makes people watching him just really, really feel feel it. You know. Yeah. He's just. He's. He's just an all-timer, man. He's just so. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, I think we've exhausted that well, huh? <laughs> uh, we're we're all we're all emotional now over CCB. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're gonna the we're next gonna, five minutes of this podcast are just we're gonna go grab Kleenex and cry. You want to come just, join we need, us? We need a moment of silence for CC Sabathia's career if, now. If you, yeah, if you've listened to this far into the podcast, pour one out for CC because you know how could you not? So here, one thing I wanted to bring up to you guys, um, one of the things that you'll see a lot on Twitter is who the Yankees are going to play healthy in, like what the infield alignment's going to be like in the playoffs. And what is you guys' uh, thoughts on people saying it's not, like, without question that the Yankees are going to bench Didi? I think that's... I don't see how you can say that. It's it's blasphemous, is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you can look at his numbers, and he hasn't really been been hit well. I mean, I'll agree that against a left-handed starter, sure, put him on the bench yeah. then. Um, but except he's traditionally in his career been good against lefties and also performed in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean his splits. I I, I haven't been me, but I don't think they're good this year, righty lefty. Um, but I mean, he has a track record of rising in the biggest of moments, mm-hmm. um, and also what he provides defensively i mean we know how slick labor is with the glove but he, yeah. I mean, he has a propensity to make some some big errors and you really can't have that um in a play in a postseason game yeah I no mean, one, he th- makes one big thing... error like in detroit and we lost that game what like yeah 12 11 like i think that's just you know what it happens you just shake it off i i i see people saying you know the yankees best defensive infield when the playoffs come would be geo at third glaber at short dj at second and, or at DJ at, fir- DJ at first, and then... Or, I mean, that's... that's yeah, it just... Probably. People saying the best defensive infield is without DD. That's not correct. And it's not right. Because the best defensive infield is DD at short, DJ at second, and then put, like, Voy at first. I mean, to and be then, honest, the best defensive infield probably has Wade playing, but he's not going to bat. But he's <laughs> not going to bat. But like, Glaber, Glaber has DJ been. And, um, I mean, DJ and I can't remember his name. Oh, sorry, G, uh, Geo. DJ and Geo are both <laughs> fake fan. Um, casual alert. Casual alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ and Geo are both such good fielders that I feel like you could put either of them at third, and it would be just fine. It would be comparable. Yeah. But like, I think at this point, anyone Gio... was. If you know health is not an issue, like I think if anyone quote unquote should lose playing time, it would be Luke Voigt at first yeah. because one, he hasn't been good lately. Um, you can't guarantee it. Um, 
Edwin was really starting to get pretty hot like before yeah. he got hurt. But like Edwin does the things that Voight does and he does them better. And he is, you know, you have to take into in account his track record for his career. But like, I feel like if anyone was going to lose playing time out of the whole group, it would be Voight. Yeah. Well, Especially because he hasn't hit. Yeah. He's been, he's been hitting better than he was. Mm. But yeah, when no, he, he, like had, he had an RBI was, single yesterday, like, and before that was, he hadn't gotten a hit in a week. Really? I just yeah. feel like his skill set with Edwin is somewhat redundant. And because you have, like, Edwin and Giancarlo both on the roster where they're both... Yeah, one of, one of them's going to play the field because they're both way too good offensively to sit one of them. Yeah, I mean, like, the Yankees have... Actually, 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 wait, no. Stanton chokes in every situation possible. You can't have him in the lineup. And clearly he came back from his injury and struck out in every bat. So oh, he's a... yeah, he's been terrible since he came back. He definitely hasn't just been on point with every single time he swung the bat. Like, it's, it's kind of great that you could put, like, whatever the Yankees' best, quote-unquote, best lineup is, that you can put together this just, like, monstrous offensive lineup. Mm-hmm. Also and you're not. still going to have one or two guys who are starter, who are capable starters on any playoff. You put together, game. you can put together whatever that lineup is. Like, you don't necessarily have to run it down, but like whatever mm-hmm. that "quote unquote" best lineup is, you can put that lineup together. It's going to be disgusting offensively, and it's yeah. still going to be pretty darn good defensively. And it's crazy that we talked about the Death Star lineup all year. I think we got it for like one or two games when Stanton yeah. was back in June. We we may get the Death Star lineup again. Game one of the ALDS. Like, also, it may take that long. You're going to get back Gary even, and Edwin. Stan will be there. The thing is, it's not even going to be the the Death Star lineup because Hicks isn't even coming. It's Hicks is not going to be coming back for the playoffs. But you know what? You know what? Offensively, Brett Gardner has done more this year than I think we like, will. Yeah. 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 Anyway. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, like, skill set-wise, at this point, you'd expect Hicks to be better than Gardner. Like, on sure. paper. Yeah, I'm going to say Gardner is 20. I'll say it. Just so it's on record and you all leave me the hell alone, like, there's no guarantee. And it's probably a pretty tough um, thing to say that, like, Hicks would be better than Gardner has been this year. Because Gardner, after the first, like, what was it, month and a half, when he was really not very good, like, has been just awesome. And This has been the best offensive season of mm. his career. Is at it age possible to frame a recording so that we have that on repeat for... Yeah, I mean, get, get Luigi. Gardner's biggest Luigi, hater. <laughs> Luigi, Lu, Lu, Luigi will clip it, and then I'll, uh, it'll be in Slack for, forever. So. <laughs> but yeah, I'd say. It's, hey, 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 G! Can you oh, can you just repeat after me one more at a time? I. I. Brett Gardner, say it. All I heard yeah, was I blank Brett Gardner. That's all I heard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. sure, okay. okay. <laughs> Likely excuse. Whatever you say, G. Listen to the recording. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, anyway, I'd say, like, whatever the Yankees, like, Death Star lineup is, I think all the pieces they have, it's pretty much that. Like, as, as long as Gary and Edwin come back healthy, mm. we're basically putting the Death Star lineup on the field without Hicks and, you know, whoever else. Yeah, if you leave off Void or you interchange Geo and DJ, like I think they have so gonna... they have so much flexibility that they can they can really work matchups in the playoffs. Like if they're they are if they're facing a left-handed starter, they could essentially put out an all right-handed lineup, with the exception yeah. of Gardner. So but, here's the thing. I mean, going into the last week of the season like what are you what are you guys most excited to see i mean like what's like your big storylines i think it's really about it's not even a storyline but it's just how they balance wanting to get home field advantage and basically just wanting to win the last five games of the season but also resting the guys that they have because this team everyone on this team is a ticking time bomb it seems like I mean, I'm not. I mean, I get what you're saying, but like, I feel like they've done such a good job of resting guys, and like, so many guys have missed big chunks of games. It's not like, you know, Robbie Cano for like five years in a row was playing like 150 games a year or whatever it was. Like, all these guys have gotten 
you know, games off or they've missed chunks of time. Like, so I just feel like, you know, like you can, you can take into the fact. What, well, what, I, what I'm saying is it's not, it's not, I guess it's not really as much about injuries, but more just making sure they're not fatigued. Yeah, well, I mean, what you got to consider is because for the first time in, well, actually, for the first time in seven years that we've been in the playoffs um, without Not. having to play in the wild card, right? Yeah. I mean, the last three year times we made it 15, 17, 18, we had to play in that game. This yeah. year, there's five days off between the last game of the regular season mm-hmm. and the start of the ALDS. I mean, Which that's plenty of time to recover. And they I mean, also you kind of don't get they, playing every day. But, they also have off days today and Thursday. Right, and then Which they would have a so day off on Sunday like, after game two. I, I figure, yeah. like, considering all the rest that a lot of guys have gotten in the regular season, plus all that rest that you guys just mentioned, like, maybe a few guys will get days off. And, like, the primary focus for me should just be going out and lining up the starting rotation. But, like, yeah, you know, they talked about, like, Stan, whatever it was, going into the weekend. They're like, oh, he had a day off and he's going to place whatever X six innings in the field tomorrow. Like you could spot and focus on a few specific mm-hmm. needs for a few specific guys, but I, I think, you know, yeah, go, I out think... go out and win, you know, go out and make an earnest effort at getting the best record and not just being like, yeah. well, we're just well, going to I want them to go out. I want them to go out and, you know, try and get home field advantage, but they also shouldn't be going out and putting, you know, the Death Star lineup out every single game because then, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, Which, and you know, what I don't know, man. Um, call me, um, like, overconscious, conservative, whatever it may be, but I- I'm kind of feeling a lot of be careful what you wish for type situations. Mm-hmm. Um, right now. I mean, even last year, we, we were so sure we could beat Boston in the playoffs. Remember, we, we played very well against them in the regular season. We knew that they were beating up on bad teams. And then what happened? They went through three 100-win teams to win the World Series. So it wasn't yeah. that they weren't screaming. So, I mean, I, I know it seems like, oh, you get the number one overall. Like, we'll just, you know, go through the, the wildcard teams. But, I mean, Tampa Bay's going to have a rotation. The wildcard teams now going to be and Morton. Yeah, yeah, the wild card teams are not going to be a pushover. Right. I mean, the Indians no... are getting back Jose Ramirez tomorrow. Yeah. And also, the Athletics have beaten us, like, what, nine out of 11 games at I the want in the last three years? Absolutely like, nothing to do with the A's in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. Unless... unless you could guarantee, like, unless you could guarantee be like, oh, if we finish mm. in the wild card, we could guarantee these ex opponents. Like, you can't. And there's okay. not an opponent Here, you would here's... say, like, there's not an opponent where you'd say, like, oh, I, we need to, like, fix it so we can face those guys. Like, yeah. there's good teams in this year's AL playoffs. Like, you're going to have to go through them all. So, as far as I'm concerned, I want as many games at home as possible. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Here, here's The only one time the Yankees did that was 2010, right, when they punted on the division to, to line up the Twins. That's because yeah. they or the Rays are going to be the number one overall. Whoever didn't would be the wild card. But because exactly. they didn't want the wild card team facing a team in their division in the ALDS – the wild card team faced the two seed. It was weird, yeah. So That's the here, only thing where you can guarantee your opponent. Here's my thing, and it's not like you should always in this position. G G has a point. They should be trying to face the wild card teams because you know they're not the team that is not as you know the worst team out of the four that are to make it. But my thing is that say the A's win the wild card game, if the Yankees are playing them in the ALDS, I think the A's have a very good chance of winning that series because the Yankees just do not play well against them. But the and Yankees Homer Bailey has a number. The Yankees can beat the A's in a seven-game series, though. So if the Ast- if you you know if the Astros get home field and the A's miraculously beat them because they've beaten the Astros a lot this year, they've had like two four-game series against the Astros where they won three out of four. Mm-hmm. So I think, say the A's somehow miraculously beat the Astros in the ALDS, the Yankees can beat them in the ALCS. Right, but but regardless, you or you don't have to try and get the best record to guarantee exactly. that. A wild card team would never be, would never have home field advantage in the mm-hmm. ALCS anyway. Yeah. Or and like in, in, but in this situation, anyways, the Yankees are not like you want. I don't know the Yankee the. In the ALCS, the only way the Yankees would not have home field advantage is if they're playing the Astros. And so, even then, I, could. I mean, mathematically, they still could have home field advantage even in that scenario. 
Yeah, that. Well, I'm saying, say they don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm just looking at it as which. Right. Then they would be the number two, and then regardless Mm -hmm. of who they played the rest of the way, they would have four out of seven games in the Bronx and the Elsies. I look at it more of like which teams the Yankees can beat easily, and I think no matter who they play in the ALDS, I think they have it. They can beat. I mean, Uh, yeah, you can come up with a scenario for anyone, though, right? Like the A's would be, you know, the pitching, and they, they, you know, they had some time of the hitting. Like the Twins could get hot and just hit a bunch of home runs, right? Mm -hmm. The Rays have pitchers, you know, Snell and Glasnow. Like the Astros are, you know, the you know the other quote unquote monster in the in the in the league. Like so, I mean, you could come up with that scenario for anyone. Yeah. Even if that's all and we can't discount the Indians, guys. They're tied with the with the Rays right now. Oh yeah, I know. The Indians. And the though, Indians are like... scary. Yeah, but you have the a pitching staff this, that has this upcoming series for the Rays is going to be huge. Right. I mean, we have nothing to play for. I mean, the Yanks have, play, they, they Yanks extra... basically have nothing to play for. The Rays are holding on for dear life. They're fighting for their well, lives. Let's just like sit back and hope that all these teams just absolutely kill each other. Figuratively, of course, absolutely kill each other. Use all your best pitchers. Go down to the wire. Maybe even, you know, throw game one sixty three in there, and you have to burn your best pitcher. I and always hope for game one sixty three because I enjoy just things being the biggest well, yes. amount of chaos. Alex, I have a I have a scenario for you. I don't know if it's still mathematically possible with the way things have shook out. Okay. But did you see there was an article? I mean, you don't have a athletic subscription, do you? No, I don't. So this is the maximum chaos scenario that I, I, I should have shared the article with you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you're going to love it. There is, I think it's still mathematically possible, a scenario where the, the Brewers could have to play four games in five days in four time zones. Oh, my God. <laughs> so they end the regular season against the Rockies, right? Yeah. And, and shout out to Jason Stark at The Athletic, who's fantastic. He wrote this out. Um, they end the regular season against the Rockies, um, and then they could, in theory, have to go to, well, I guess it either would be home, St. Louis, or Chicago. It doesn't matter. It's the central time zone for an yeah. NL Central tiebreaker, right? Okay. The loser of that game, let's say they lose that game, because if they win, they're already in the Yeah, the, they, they, they say they lose, lose that game. If they lose, then they would have to play a tiebreaker. A tiebreaker for the second wildcard spot. And let's say uh-huh. that's against, I don't know. Say, and Cubs, if they so. win that, they'd have to play a tiebreaker. And they had, no, 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 no. First? Sorry. Sorry. I, sorry, I, I, I misspoke. Um, if they lose the, the wildcard, the, the, the NL Central tiebreaker uh-huh. game, it would be the, the second wildcard team. And then they would have to go to Washington, which is the Eastern time zone. To play yeah. the wild card game, and if they won that, then they'd immediately have to get on a plane and go all the way to the West Coast to play the Dodgers and the LDS. Oh it's my absolutely God. chaotic. Imagine being yeah. on a plane four times in five days, playing four different time zones. It'd be fucked. <laughs> Dude, I was on a plane for two and a half hours last night, and I was done after that. <laughs> I can't even imagine. So I, I know you love chaos. I just like absolutely chaos. love it. I really, really want the A's, the Rays, oh, to- and the indians to all just to all have, have the, the same, same record, record. have to yeah. play tie, three tiebreakers for two spots and then yes, play exactly. hard on top of it that would be amazing <laughs> that would be the best possible scenario for the oh, and yeah. then what they, they'd have to do is they'd have to push the lds back a day so we'd get an extra day of rest mm-hmm. oh it just it would be amazing if that happened yeah i mean i think i i'm gonna be able to enjoy it just as a fan more knowing that the yankees aren't gonna be playing that god awful wild card game but just knowing that these teams are going to be the next, you know, several days, just throwing it all out there. The Yankees kind of like just calmly like line up whatever it is they need to do. And that's. Yeah, and, and G, you mentioned, you know, I hope these teams figuratively, of course, kill each other. I mean, a really good scenario, even if the Yankees have to run into the Astros, even if the Astros have home field advantage, is what if the Astros get pushed to the brink of elimination? They have to play a five game series against yeah, exactly. Tampa or Cleveland or Oakland. You're probably using Verlander and Cole twice in a five-game series, and then you have mm-hmm. Zach Granke, and then what? Wade Miley pitching the first two games of an LCS, like yeah. that is that gives us even a if huge those are in Houston, that that's that's huge, right? I mean, then I you, can steal, the Yankees, you can steal one game in Houston, and then you, you can steal one Verlander game in Houston and Cole at home, good. and you yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Before we wrap up, we actually had a response. Uh, I tweeted out from the pod Twitter just at seeing if anyone had any questions for us. <laughs> and 
we had a response from rsaw111 saying, what are your early predictions slash brackets for the postseason through the World Series? Who do you have winning in both leagues on and the whole thing? Also, pineapple on pizza. So I feel like let's, pineapple let's, on pizza is the more controversial topic, so we can save that for last. Yeah, let's save that for last. Um, predictions for brackets, I'm going to say... Is it lazy to say that Yankees Astros is or Yankees um, Dodgers is probably going to be the World Series? Like, ah, uh, that's <laughs> that's not what I'm yeah. going to say. No, I'm going to so I'm going to say the Astros hold oh, on. Yes. They'll play the wild card. <laughs> okay, here's my maximum chaos scenario. Okay, the Astros hold on. They play the a the they play you know winner of the wild card game. The wild card game is like A's Indians. Say the A's win that. Then they'll beat the Astros in five games. Yankees will play the Twins. They'll beat them. A's Yankees for the ALCS. I would, and then for add in some maximum chaos. A's win that. I know I'm a casual for saying that. And then for the NL, I'm going to say see the the wild card game is Nats Brewers. Brewers win that. They play the Dodgers for chaos reasons. They win that series. Um. The, say this the is Braves. just your maximum chaos bracket and not what you actually think is going to happen or you think this is actually going to happen? This is my maximum what chaos. What you say isn't, isn't even out of, out of the question. No, I hope this happens and it's, it, it, it is possible for it to happen. Um, then, So the Braves beat the Car- – the Cardinals win the Central. Braves beat them. Then the, the NLCS is Braves, Brewers. Brewers win that. So then the World Series is somehow A's Brewers. Which would be fantastic, and I'm just gonna say the Brewers are win that because that would be the low one of the lowest rated. World say, oh, it would. I just think the storyline for that would be amazing. Just like not happy at all about that. The storyline of that would be amazing, just because the Brewers lost Yelich for the rest of the year, and they've been unreal since then. All right, I, I'm gonna go a slightly different direction. Um, yeah, you guys. Call me casual. I mean, Alex has the A's upsetting the Yankees in the LCS. I mean, I, I I think we have a good as good a chance as any to to beat Houston. But I mean, I'm not going to believe we beat Houston until we physically, you know, we actually go in and beat those games. So on paper, I'm going to say the Astros win the the American League. Um, I have the Cardinals coming out of the the NL side. They've been so hot right now. And I think when you get a squad that is probably the third or fourth best team in the league, but peaks at the right time. I mean, we saw the Cardinals win the World Series one year when they won 82 games. Yeah, uh, that, 83 was, that games. was 2006, right? Six, yeah. They beat the, what, the Tigers that year. Tigers, um, yeah. I, and, and I think the Cardinals could, in theory, beat the Astros in the World Series. So that's my chaos bracket. Okay, that, honestly, that would, be, that would be good. G, what do you got? Uh I don't really have like a maximum chaos bracket, really. So I mean, Dodgers Yankees. The Dodgers. G, okay, let, like, let's let's word it this way. G, who do you think would win the World Series if it was Dodgers Yankees? I mean, so here's the thing. Like I feel like I feel like the Yankees have as good a shot as any team out of the American League. Like it might be a little bit lazy to say like Yankees Astros book it for the ALCS. Because, you know, that would be discounting the A's who, like you said, they have had their number for, you know, stretches. Minnesota could hit bombs, you know, not discounting Cleveland um, or Tampa Bay. But, like, I feel like for the National League, right, the Dodgers have just been, like, they're 20 games better than the second-place team in their division. Yeah. That would be discounting St. Louis, who, like you said, is insanely hot. Atlanta's, you know, a 96-win team. very good team. Atlanta is very, very good. I feel like... Any of those teams who, let's be fair, I don't watch them on a nightly basis, but any of those teams, they're all good teams in their own right. And um, if anything, I'm rooting for chaos in the National League because the Dodgers are not, you know, they've been getting... I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers, any of all the, the teams that make the playoffs, I think the Dodgers could be beaten by any of them. Dodgers because they're bullpen. Yeah. So and and because they've they've had the luxury of playing in the same division as the Rockies and the Giants and the yeah. Padres, and also and you, talk about, you talk about World Series hangover. Like no team has played more games. You know the, the whole 
you know, that, that theory of World Series hangover. Mm-hmm. People said the Red Sox didn't play as well this year because, um, you know, they, they had to go as deep into the season. As the Dodgers have had to you know, The Dodgers have played more games in, in, over the last two seasons than any other team combined. Yeah. They've been to the World Series both years and gone I mean, five games last year and seven games the year before. They've played yeah. maximum amount of games. Allow yeah. me to take a, a, a pot shot at the Red Sox. People say the Red Sox would have a World Series hangover, but the Dodgers made it and they have 100 wins the next season. So. And they played the exact same amount of games. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The Astros also played game played to Game Seven of the World Series and then made it all the way to the ALCS. So yeah, I mean, so I think if anything, I would I'll be watching the American League playoffs as probably a nervous wreck. Um, unless mm-hmm. the are just like bludgeoning everyone, which I mean, go for that scenario. But I mean, oh, I think our blood pressure the- levels are going to be. Incredible incredibly unhealthy during the playoffs well you know that's kind of the burden of expectations really but yeah the national league playoffs i feel like could be a ton of fun to watch and i'm really just i'm rooting for all the chaos i don't have the brain power to come up with a a chaos scenario for the american league because i want the yankees to win that's fair (laughs) i'm rooting for all the chaos however it plays out i just want fun ridiculous Mm. baseball for national walk off grand slams down three in the ninth inning yeah It's, you know, every kid's backyard backyard dream scenario. Exactly. All right, now for the final question that G suggested we put off until the very end. Pineapple on pizza. I think it can go to hell. Um, um, What do you guys think? Nope, 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 no, no. Did I say no enough times? No. Pineapple is not. Andrew, what did you say? I said, piss off. <laughs> Just like pineapple can piss off coming right. anywhere near my pizza. Alex, you and Andrew are grumpy old men in this scenario. We're grumpy old men. Because we enjoy pizza and the savory, salty... Yeah. Okay. Right. So I will, I will defend- don't need soggy sweetness on our pizza. Come on. I will defend... Pineapple on pizza, not because I'm being a contrarian, but because Gee, I'm... you're the oldest person in this group chat right now. Hey, age is just, old, man. It's just a number. <laughs> I'm not being a contrarian. I legitimately do enjoy pineapple on pizza, and but you can't. I, I, you have to kind of deploy it, you know, with a good, like you have to have a sweet and salty kind of thing going on. So like you could put, you know, put it with ham, or you could put it with you know, bacon or whatever else you put it with, but I feel like in some scenarios it it's not great. But otherwise, I mean, I'm a huge pineapple fan. So. Hey, if you want sweet on pizza, get a freaking barbecue chicken pizza. All right, everything G just said is just absolute nothing. I just blacked it all out yep. because he's wrong. We all know yep. that. You're blacking. And if you agree out, with him, you're wrong too. Yeah. If you're blacking basically. that out, then I'm blacking out all the good stuff I said about Brett Gardner. And I'm I, mean, I heard you say I love Brett Gardner. I mean, that, yeah, that's I, we we have a, we have a recording. You said I blank Brett Gardner. We could easily just put the word. Yeah, this is the recording because that's what actually Andrew said. I didn't hear what he said. No, no, Alex heard me say it. I heard you say love. I heard. I think, he, say love. I think he just spoke over it. Okay. Yeah, I think An- Andrew. I think no matter what, this is G's fault entirely. Yep. Okay. Hey, so one last thing I, I did want to know. I mean, G just brought it up about um, the Minnesota Twins that can hit a lot of home runs. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yankees and the Twins are in a battle for the American League, well, not the American League, the Major League record for um, home runs in a single season. Now, both mm-hmm. have already broken the previous record, which was set by the Yankees last year. And I believe going into tonight, the Yankees had one more than the Twins. I don't know if the Twins played tonight or if they have five games remaining as well. But oh, you know, I think they do have one more game, so maybe they have one off day this weekend. They, the Twins we are do. not playing, but they have they play Tuesday, six Thursday, more right? games. Yeah, 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 they play. So we have they're playing against one the Tigers, more. and they have series against the Tigers and the Tigers Royals left. Yeah, so they that's, that's have potential. Sad. Yeah, but I will say that the Yankees end their regular season in a complete and total launching pad. Um, Globe Life Park. I, I will miss that ballpark. I had the pleasure of getting to go to mm-hmm. all three games the Yankees played there last year, and it is a beautiful ballpark, and it's hot as balls, so they had to knock it down <laughs> and create a, and recreate one that has a, a retractable roof, just not for rain, but for air conditioning, exactly. Yeah. 
that the ball flies out of that. Mm-hmm. If you if you look at the center field shed they have, I think it's like a big beer bar, but they have like a truck up there and a big Budweiser sign. Aaron Judge hit a ball up on top of that Budweiser sign last <laughs> year. Like that is ridiculous. So if there's a place for the Yankees to you know tack onto their home run lead at the end of the regular season, not a bad place. Say whatever you want about you know juiced baseballs and all that, but the Yankees hit a team record and you know major league record for home runs and Aaron Judge missed 60 plus games and John Carlston missed basically the whole season which is insane yeah so go juice baseballs hit more home runs too many home runs. home runs remember that we, we uh, when Yankees or you know baseball Twitter would complain that the Yankees hit too many home runs yeah they're never going to win Yankees. anything hitting home runs <laughs> the Yankees have hit 298 home runs this year John Carlos Stanton has hit two of those. That is outrageous. It's possible that we could get a 22-year-old middle infielder to hit 40 home runs. That's still mathematically possible. Um, And I think had Edwin Encarnacion not gotten hurt and missed as much time as he did um, for the wrist fracture and then the oblique strain, I think the Yankees would have been in position to have the most ever 20 home run hitters in a single season. Now, obviously, when they got in Carnacion, he had, what, like 18, 19, 20 home runs already. But he, I think he would have hit 20 in pinstripes. He could have hit 20. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Easily. And I guess just since they, he was mentioned, Edwin and also Gary, do we have, like, an ETA? We mentioned it in our pre-show. Yeah. Uh, Edwin. Show, man. So this is the show um, where we inform you that, that G has amnesia. Um or, or maybe it's Alzheimer's. I'm not sure yet, but um, it's one. It's, it's one of them. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. You had the update. Uh, yeah, I said Edwin will be back either the last game of the Rays series, which is Wednesday, or the first game of the Texas series, which is Friday. I would think they just rest him and start him on Friday. And Gary will definitely be back for the playoffs, and Boone's hopeful maybe he'll get back in the Texas series. Does he catch them? Do we think? Maybe we'll... I would. I would say if, I mean, if he does healthy, come back during the Texas series, he DHs. Right. I'd say he. They bring him back on Saturday. He DHs on Saturday, catches on Sunday. So if he's healthy and has you know, have all those days off, then they can probably afford to catch him one day at least. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, I think that's yeah. where we're gonna wrap up. Um. You guys have anything else to say? Yeah, who uh, needs Matt Pelosi? Who needs uh, Luigi? Who needs, who needs Luigi? This is now going to be called the Bronx Bomber Babble Podcast minus Matt Luigi. Yeah, but in all seriousness, um, he's hanging out with some family. Um, so wish him well tonight. And um, my, closing thoughts, <laughs> my closing thoughts are that, although, yeah, good for you. Like, we miss Luigi for hanging out with his family and but he's a loser, and also pineapple on pizza. All right, my final, final thoughts are that G's fired. He's never coming back on the podcast. And he also loves Brett Gardner. Yes, he does. <laughs>